Welcome to the Chronically Real Podcast. Real life and real talk. I'm your host, CMT Strong, and I'm here with Charlie, our dog, and DO3. Let's chase your dreams, man. Oh, God. The only dreams I want to be chasing is the snooze button. <laughs> you know, dreams amount to fantasy, and that substitutes the work we need to really accomplish our goals. So I'm not I'm not dreaming about work. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Today, we're going to talk about DO3. We're going to get to know him. DO3 has been considered for supervisory work at his job. He works in a warehouse, we'll say, in a receiving end of it. They're sending him to classes. And one of the things they did is they did a personality test. And we're going to go over some of this so we can understand and get to know who DO3 is. Well, it's not really a personality test. It's more like, how is your work in personality, apparently? That's how they described it. What, how well you play with others in the sandbox? Yeah. Like, can I share my little stupid shovel with them? Or <laughs> Well, this is uh, interesting here. It says, understanding yourself. On page six of your report here, it says, you tend to make decisions through logic rather than emotion. This can be very important in negotiation situations. When others may get emotionally involved, you tend to remain factual, deliberate, and objective. The amount of times people get emotional makes me mad. Like, we got things to do. Stop thinking with your other member and get the job done. <laughs> so how do you keep from expressing your irritation? I'm just stone cold. <laughs> There's no point in showing it. What hmm. do I get out of doing it? So in what areas in your job or what do you have a story of somebody getting emotionally involved? It's not really even that. It's when we have our vendors or the customers that need something to get emotional about the situation. Mm. It's just you kind of have to be that calm personality to show them how absolutely ridiculous they're acting. Even though you're irritated and angry with the way they're behaving about the situation. Yeah, because... My job is to receive the merchandise, make sure it's in good condition. And if it isn't, I receive it as damaged goods and the customer gets the email or the vendor and we go through that entire process. But once that process is done and it gets damaged after that, that's someone else's problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when it comes in damaged... And you have to let that person know, hey, look, your merchandise is damaged and you have to document that, right? Well, I document it on my side, but after that, it's really out of my hands. I get with the other people that do that hmm. certain ideas and I tell them the damage. I make sure we take pictures. That way the the deliverer guy can't say like, oh, well, actually that wasn't us when it was. Does the delivery person get upset when he finds out it, the delivery is damaged? Very rarely. Mm, okay. I mean, if they do, it's probably because they're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. You tend to be less talkative in work or social situations. Oh, I mean, just look at, go back to episode <laughs> one. I didn't talk at all. Yeah. It's the same thing. What about in meetings at work? Do you speak up or you speak when you're spoken to? 
it just depends. Like if people are trying to like figure out a s- certain situation and I know the answer, I'm going to speak up, but I'm not going to go out of my way to put my two cents in if it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it says it's not a reflection on ability or interest, just that you allow others to be more vocal participants, even though they share your risk-taking attitude Those who score like you will frequently admit to feeling a bit introverted. They analyze situations eternally, internally, rather than thinking out loud as others may do. When they arrive at a solution, they have a sound plan, a carefully thought out design, and a pathway to achievement. Do you solve problems in your head when people, everybody's talking? Yeah, I more or less have an idea of what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that people have to discuss among themselves what gets to get done. I understand that's important for some people, but I can usually figure it out by myself. All I need is the go-ahead to actually do it. And the data, right? The information. Yeah, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Like I'm usually at the position where I have to make the call, but if it's something above my pay grade, I still have to get permission. Mm-hmm. You possess a sense of urgency that is sometimes not readily visible to others. So you have a poker face, huh? Well, it just comes down to me being stole cold again. Mm. I'm not going to like flinch when a customer gets mad or a vendor or if a supervisor above me gets mad at me. <laughs> like that scene in Endgame where Thor is reaching for his hammer and when he gets it, it's like inches, inches away from Captain marvel's face and she doesn't budge or flinch yeah it's like that basically and he goes i like this one yeah you show excellent emotional control oh you're better man than i am (laughs) hey gotta do what you gotta do even during tense situations huh i just don't i just don't see the problem like why do we have to freak out If we stay calm, we can probably figure it out a bit quicker. Mm. I think that's a strength to remain calm. In some cases, circumstances you tend to be more quiet than talkative and more reflective than spontaneous. This allows you to take the emotions down a notch or two and let others vent while you analyze the situation internally. This also gives you an analytical edge over others who may be reacting only from an emotional level. That's true because when we first started the supervisor classes, uh, my supervisors thought I wasn't interested at all because I didn't say that much. Mm. I'm like, if I don't have anything positive or negative or anything to input into the conversation, I'm just going to stay quiet and write my notes. If I need an answer or a question answered to me, I'm going to ask. I'm just not going to sit here all dumbfounded. So your input is when you think it's valuable. Yeah. Like, why am I just going to say something to you? Like someone's discussing their favorite colors. I'm not going to jump in and say, hey, my favorite color is green. Mm, Right. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant, right? Unless you're directly involved in that conversation or something valuable to contribute to it. I was the opposite in college. I was a fighter. I wanted people to listen to my opinion because I had something to say and I had something to think about such and such subject. (laughs) Okay, what else do we got here? Let me see. You might be somewhat suspicious of new ideas or innovations. 
It's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Or? Yep. Mm. Because when we get new managers or supervisors, they want to change up the order and it's dumb. I'm going to be very suspicious and ask questions because why are we doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's more efficient, I'll adapt immediately because if it's faster, it's better that we do it that way. But if we're wasting time, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You score like those who have a high degree of self-discipline. I don't know. I'm just born different. Well, how come you don't wake up for the gym? I don't know. Whatever these last few weeks has been, whatever hit me that cold, it knocked me on my butt. Mm. That was weird because whatever you had, I had my whole body hurt. Yeah, that was bad. I don't know what that was. You persuade others with patience and persistence rather than emotion and coercion. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. I used to have bosses that would say, you know what? We're going to have to discuss why we promoted you if you don't produce. <laughs> what is that going to do? This is going to make me annoyed. Yeah, that's coercion. Have you ever seen that in play in your environment or your workplace? To an extent, but since I'm not part of that inner circle, quote mm-hmm. unquote, I don't see it all the time. You strike me as some, someone who wouldn't be interested in of even being a part of that inner circle. Oh, I just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Cause you know, my feelings on clicks in the workplace is very dangerous. Mm. Cause now you have, let's say quote unquote tribes that want to operate differently mm-hmm. when we should be one unit trying to accomplish the same goal. Mm-hmm. Why are we in three different factions? Right. That doesn't make any sense. It just contributes to a nasty work environment our job is to make it simple for our vendors and customers <laughs> and not create our own little world within an environment that exists already yeah like get over yourself you are persistent and tenacious when it comes to solving complex problems along with your competitive spirit comes a high degree of patience when dealing with detailed problems and situation Your high attention to quality control also motivates you to solve problems accurately. So this is just like the situation I was talking to you last night Mm -hmm. where I need these specific return tags and no one in the building knows where they are. Now, don't get me wrong. I can easily solve the problem without the tags, but that Uh is physical evidence that I do no longer have. Mm. And I need that evidence. Didn't you say someone just put the the goods in the corner somewhere in the warehouse? Yeah, I wasted one hour of man time looking for it. Did you finally found it, and there was there was nothing on there to indicate what happened? Or yeah, where I it needed, was going. Yeah, because even when I did find it, I had to double check to ensure that it was the right product. And even then, I still don't know because there's no tags anywhere. Mm. That's strange. It's very annoying because that becomes my problem because now it's on my stupid little list and I had to waste one hour of man time when I could have done a lot more other things. Mm -hmm. What else do we got here? What you bring to the organization. Oh, good. Okay, here. Let me see. Let me see if I'm reading this summary correctly. No, this is select what what you like the most. Yeah. Okay, here. 
All right. What is this? Hmm. Stress. Okay. Oh, here's something. Potential areas for improvement. We mean I'm perfect. You may become rather stubborn once your mind is made up on a decision. Oh, yeah. It says you need to choose the two most important areas you're committed to improve on. So you have to, you, there's like, what are they? They reported like seven of these and you have to, I guess they want you to focus on two of them, of your areas of improvement. Yeah, I'm not gonna do Why do they say areas of improvement? Why don't they just say, this is where you suck at your job and we would like you not to suck anymore. Oh, so cause, let's. Because someone will poop their pants and complain. That's why. <laughs> so they got to be very selective with their little words. Here's another area. You may provide a false sense of buy-in to others on the team, then sometimes resist passive-aggressively. Oh, yeah, all the time. That means you're like, yeah, that's cool, man. All right. Mm-hmm. And later on, since they're not really committed because they're just flapping their ma mouth off, at least in my experience, is I used to buy into whatever they were saying in a meeting. I wouldn't buy in to just anybody. If it was someone that was seemed to be narcissistic and really loved the sound of their own voice and was just speaking because they just like to hear the sound of their voice and they like to put forth their ideas, you know what I'm talking about? Then I would buy into it and be like, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what's up. And since they were that, they had the proclivity of not following through with what they said, they just put ideas on the table, then to me, it didn't really make sense to fully commit to what they were saying. I would just do the opposite and implement the real plan that was in place. Yeah, I'm not too fond of people that just throw out ideas and don't take any action to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just, why are you speaking? If you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You may tend to hang on too much to current or past procedures, especially when faced with impending change. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because why are we changing something that's not broke? Like the amount of stuff they changed in the last few months that's making my personal work life difficult. Oh, I can't even describe the words. You've seen me the last few weeks how annoyed I am. Mm -hmm. But does the change make sense or does it just destroy everything you're trying to do? See, on their little piece of paper that they write in at the corporate offices, yeah, it makes sense. On paper and their yeah. big corporate business meeting in yeah, the high the, rise. The guy that doesn't see what we have to do, yeah, it makes sense to him. The guy that's never worked in the warehouse makes sense to him. And he's crunching numbers and he sends an email to all the managers, please implement this procedure immediately. Because, no, this isn't like a little thing like, hey, we can't do this anymore, we have to do this. This is a serious change that's affecting my area. So give an example of one of those changes that made your life hell at work. So right now, the I shouldn't probably go into any more details or people would figure it out. Mm -hmm. There is a serious change going on. Mm, I see. And with that, it takes a lot of space away from outside in the store so you're, you're or in the warehouse. You're in your warehouse, there are certain areas that are uh, divvied up and marked yeah, for certain things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they're getting rid of those areas. And now... My area is becoming a storage unit. 
Mm. Like my man managers or supervisors ask me how it's going in my area. And I seriously look them in dead in the eyes and say, you ever been to New York city? <laughs> that, you haven't, you can see it back there. That crowded. And remember, remember what I told you yesterday when I got done stacking everything super high, mm -hmm. I looked at my coworkers and says, and he looked upon his creation and he smiled and he saw that it was good. <laughs> And then there was a sixth day. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, hey, it's not, it's not fun. Let's just say that. I mean, is it disturbing the quality of the work and leaving everything worse? Or was we're, we're wasting a lot of man hours just to clean up stuff. Mm. Why are we wasting eight man hours a day cleaning mm -hmm. up? You may take some criticism personally even if it was directed at a work process and not you. I guess. It just depends how they word it. Because some people aren't good at wording. Mm -hmm. So they might say, Well, that sucks. You personally, they'll be like that and point at you. Yeah, that's going to make me feel a certain way. When mm -hmm. in actuality, it's not my responsibility. You tend to be a selective listener, hearing only what you want to hear. Well, when people talk about themselves, I'll be like, oh, okay. Tune out. Yeah. Or if you're not offering anything necessary to the conversation, you're just talking about yourself when I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm going to ignore that. The people who talk about how great they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm fine talking to my immediate coworkers about their weekend because I understand camaraderie or whatever the word is, yeah, is necessary for the workplace. Yeah. But anyone outside of my department more or less understands that I'm not really interested in talking unless it's work-related. That's good. You understand the difference between work life and social life. You may be indecisive at times and need help learning to set priorities. In the beginning, yeah. But I understand what's most important now. Okay. You may dispense strong criticism, ooh, just like me. Even sarcasm when others don't measure up to your standards. <laughs> well, I've gotten used to the point that no one, I, I'm not trying to beef myself up like I'm basically Jesus, mm -hmm. but I understand people aren't going to hold up my same level of standards. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's you unfortunate, but it's reality. Come to learn that. Yeah, so I give... Since I'm in this supervisor training thing, I give the people that I work with certain tasks that I expect to be done. And that's something that I would do in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So this is learning stuff. So it's not hard. Mm -hmm. Like if you do it efficiently, it shouldn't take more than a few hours. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff that is necessary for our area to operate. Interesting. So we know what you are at work. What about your other parts of your life? What do you like doing? But personal life? Yeah. I like ignoring people. <laughs> That's part of that internal uh, introversion, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind talking to people. It's just I'm like always tired and people tend to only talk about themselves, which is fine because you need to get to know them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's all they talk about. Mm -hmm. Like I like talking to some work workers uh, about video games mm -hmm. because that's what we have in common. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, if it's like something like, you know, I'm the greatest person out here. I'm basically God. <laughs> I was there on the sixth day. I get very annoyed. Uh-huh. Well, I like video games, too. When I was at work, when I worked, I would get upset when I wasn't included. When I was in my 20s, when I wasn't accepted, my Dude, ideas. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah, don't talk to me. I love it. <laughs> I tend to. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm in an extroverted mood where I like gaining energy and excitement through my environment and surroundings. But there's sometimes where I go through an introvert stage where I just want to be alone with my thoughts and peopling is just too much mental energy for me. I think that has a lot to do with uh, neuropathy that we suffer because we get so tired so easily. And it doesn't help that I have bipolar either. Huh? Yeah, that's hmm. crazy. I'll give you an example of what the techniques that I've developed to help me deal with that is I was in a Zoom meeting and I was responsible for making sure that the proper participants were muted and their camera was on and off at certain points when they participated and whether or not they were muted, that type of thing. And I remember you came home a little later that day and you were supposed to be part of that meeting and you sat down about 20 minutes into the meeting and I looked over you because we were talking about something briefly and I got distracted. Yeah. And then I received a text uh, message from one of the administrators saying, are you making sure people are muted? And I didn't know how to respond to that because extremely, I think, no, even though I missed one or two. In that short period of time, I got distracted because technically 99% of the time I was muting people. It's just like one of those things. Like, it's like it, it, I had to give that answer. I had to say yes to him because my mind is extreme thinking because I have bipolar. The answer is no to me automatically. Then I start to feel guilty for not properly doing my job and i connect that with other ideas of failure and then i think oh i'm a failure and it's and and what i did was so bad and it's connected to some internal code i have of of not measuring up yeah it's just one of those dumb things where people will praise you in private but reprimand you in public mm -hmm. it's just one of those weird things just like like you said 99 percent of the time you're on it Mm -hmm. One percent of the time, when you can't focus, one hundred percent of the time, they accuse you of being lazy. Uh -huh. And when that happens with work or stuff like that, I get very annoyed. Yeah, in my mind, thinks in extremes. So if I oh, say I no to that question, I'm a failure. But I had to. I said yes to the question. Because technically, percentage-wise, I was. But in that moment, it was a no. But the, the tone of the question was, are you muting people? Like it was a, a reminder or a, a reprimand to, hey, you're not doing this. I want you to do it right now. But that's I had to reframe the question for me to interpret it properly. It's just the same thing. People don't know how to put their words. I, I probably would have came in like, hey, can you please make sure that you keep up with the mutes? You're doing a great job so far. Just keep it up. Mm -hmm. Well, I had another text message from the other administrator because there was a couple of them saying, 
Oh, just remember that you need to mute people. And I was like, oh, that was a clear, beautiful reminder. Yeah, Because I did get distracted. I have to honestly say I was for a few minutes, probably two minutes, distracted and I missed one or two. Yeah. It just depends how people word their things because there's no contents when you text someone. Uh Uh-huh. Are you muting people? And I had to sit back and I didn't answer that for a couple minutes. How am I going to answer? Because, again, my mind's extreme. I said, I'm going to say yes, because 99% of the time I was. And that helped my bipolar mind not to go into extreme self-defeating thoughts. (laughs) Hey, that's an A plus in my book. Yeah. Hey, it was nice getting to know DO3. Make sure you send us an email at the chronically real podcast at gmail.com if you want to participate in our podcasts. Follow us at CMT Strong at Instagram. We appreciate you listening this week, and we'll catch you next time.